By the end of the 2022 college football season, I think Washington State fans will be able to say something that they haven't been able to state about their team in four years. Let's go. Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play by play broadcaster. Thanks for making this your first listener, your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching the show. I appreciate all of you out there who have done so already. I also appreciate you continuing to bear with me as I'm still on vacation, as you're listening to or watching this, but I'm recording it well ahead of time. But we can do these season previews at any point in time. This my last vacation of the summer, I promise. If you want me to answer a question, I won't be able to do it on a show, of course, because I've already taped them, but I can answer you just in person over text or something, uh, specifically via the direct messages on Twitter, at Smalls underscore 55, or at LO underscore Pac-12 are the Twitter handles. You can hop in the YouTube comments as well. I won't be checking those quite as frequently as normal. Twitter is going to be the best way to reach me if there's a a late breaking piece of news surrounding the Pac-12 or a team they're within that that you want to ask me about and you want some thoughts on or insight, anything of the sort. Happy to do all of that. Uh, I'll, I'll still check my phone regularly. So let's go to Washington State's win and loss total in uh, 2022, which I think is very low. Now, if you listen or watch Friday's show, you know, I think Washington in the betting markets is being overvalued with regards to their season win total, which is set at set at seven and a half. I think they're going to hit the under there and win four. I could see them winning five, maybe six. I don't see them going over six. I think they'll be under seven and a half. Washington State, on the other hand, I think is being undervalued. Our friends at Bet Online, who we thank for being a sponsor here at the uh, Locked On Network, are uh, setting the over/under win total for Washington State at five and a half. It was six in 2021, and they won seven, of course, losing the the Sun Bowl to Central Michigan. But they surpassed that total. I think they will do so again. And I'm a little surprised, more than a little surprised, actually. That their expected win total, or or the number here that you could bet, thanks to our friends at BetOnline, is lower than last year. Because typically what that indicates is the odds makers who tend to be right, they're not always right, I think they're wrong here, they tend to you know, do that as an indication of this team is not going to be as good as last year, we don't think they are, right? I mean, that's a very natural conclusion to draw. I don't know how you get there with Washington State because now they've got their coach full-time and he's not the interviewing head coach, he's a full-time head coach. And they bring in a quarterback transfer in Cam Ward, who according to 24-7 was a more highly sought-after transfer in the portal than Keaton Slovis, former USC quarterback, now at Pitt, and former five-star Spencer Rattler, who began at Oklahoma and is now at South Carolina. They had Cam Ward ranked as a a more highly-valued transfer signal caller in the class of 2022 and he brings his former head coach now offensive coordinator and still play caller with him Eric Morris from Incarnate Ward in the Southland Conference at the FCS level 
some solid schools there in uh, the Southland, but it's certainly a step up in competition. So that may be why this number is low. And that's the biggest question I have about Washington State is how is Cam Ward going to be? Will he be able to fully make that adjustment, make the leap from FCS to FBS Power 5? Because I've seen both in person. They're at different levels. They're at different levels. He's got the talent to do it, but whether or not he will will do it, we have to just wait for the season to start. Let's get into their schedule, which I think will will put them over five and a half wins. September 3rd, they open against Idaho. Not only is that a Big Sky FCS team, uh, it's not even a good Big Sky team. Idaho is uh, a former FBS program, but they've dropped down and they have not been very good. I don't see an upset happening there. The Cougars have... Uh, as my aunt, who's a Washington State grad, puts it, cooked it before they lost to Portland State many, many years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I think they start 1-0. and Next week, September 10th, at Wisconsin. You talk about a tough road game. This is one of the toughest conference games, or non-conference games, rather, that the Pac-12 has got on the schedule. It would be a hell of a statement if Jake Dickert, Cam Ward, and company come out and go beat Wisconsin on the road, I really don't expect it to happen. Not after this is the same Cougars team, for the most part, of course, that that lost to Central Michigan in a bowl game. That's a neutral site in the Sun Bowl. I, I don't see them winning this game. Doesn't mean I don't like them. Doesn't mean I don't think they're doing a lot of good things, because they are. But this is a tough game to win. I mean, Wisconsin is kind of the, uh, the anti-Washington State in the sense that at least historically, because the Cougars are becoming a little bit more of a defensively oriented team with uh, Dickert as their head coach, and their defense has been much better. But I just don't know if they're going to have the bodies on uh, in the trenches that are going to be able to match up on both sides of the ball with the Badgers, who consistently put out big, physical, tough, not fast, but physical and tough uh, front sevens and offensive lines. I'll take the Badgers there. That environment's going to be rocking early in the season. It always is anyway. Uh, they've got one of the best traditions in college football. Uh, that 2021 Wisconsin jump around video when the crowd is finally back and in full force and just living in the moment, I, I watch that video all the time. It's so awesome. It gives me goosebumps. But I think those goosebumps are uh, going to be feeling good for Wisconsin, not so much for Washington State. They fall to 1-1. One one. Next week, they come back home. Against a Mountain West opponent, which is a respectable conference, we do not take the Pac-12, or we do not take the Mountain West lightly here in the Pac-12. We saw Fresno State pick up a win last year, and San Diego State, and then Utah State beat the Beavs in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl a season ago. Colorado State, however, is not the uh, cream of the crop in the Mountain West, and they were 3-9 and nine last year. I don't think the Rams are going to make a big leap like that. And I, I think Washington State gets the win there. They go 2-1 and one in uh, their non-conference schedule as they begin uh, competition here against Pac-12 opponents, which fortunately for them begins at home. Unfortunately for them, it begins with the reigning Pac-12 North champs in Oregon. Now, I'd rather play Oregon in Pullman than at Autzen Stadium because they're a very difficult team to beat down there in Eugene. And I think people who don't pay super close attention would be shocked to realize how often Washington State in the last six, seven years has not only 
given Oregon a tough game, but also beaten the Ducks on multiple occasions. There was a stretch in there where they won three or four in a row. Uh, that was when Mike Leach was there. But still, it's not something that people outside of this region uh, of the country who follow the Pac-12 closely like we all do would think of as uh, something that's particularly likely to happen. I think this game is close because there hasn't been a blowout in this matchup uh, one way or the other in the last few years. I don't expect this to be any different. Last year, Oregon you know, sealed the deal with a late touchdown, but the Cougars were in it basically the whole time. I, I think they will be again at home in, in what can be a tricky place to in what uh, yeah can be a tricky place to play. I thought I was leaving out the word is in there. Turns out I was not, and I'm just bad at English, which is a dumb language anyway, but that's okay. It's the one we got. Uh, I think this game's close, but I think Oregon ultimately gets it done. If you're looking to post a job, LinkedIn will get it done. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. They help you find the people you want to interview faster. Create a free job post on in minutes on LinkedIn to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. This is not my smoothest ad read, by the way. <laughs> After that, you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. They are much better at helping you find the candidates you need than I am at reading this uh, copy at the moment. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college slash locked on college. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I've done a number of ad reads in in my life. That might have been the worst one. That was so bad. That does not reflect on LinkedIn at all. We've all got one. You have to have one in today's professional world. That was pretty bad. <laughs> that was really, really bad. Okay, so after Washington State, I believe we'll lose to Oregon. They come back home the next week against Cal, uh, a Cal team that I think is going to once again, as they have under Justin Wilcox, struggle to score points. Um, I think the Cougars will score more than the Bears on this day in a great matchup of mascots. Cougars and Bears. I'd have to go review Mike Leach's tape on who's going to win that battle, but uh, the Cougar, very formidable. And I think the Cougar will prevail in that uh, in that battle of, of pod beasts. They go to three and two. Next week at USC, very tough game. I like what Washington State's doing. I don't think they're going to be at USC's level with, with Caleb Williams and all those weapons. I think they'll just outscore them. And I, I don't know if... Uh, the Cougars are going to have the bodies in the secondary to keep up with USC's weapons because newsflash, I don't know if anybody in the conference does. USC has got a sick seven on seven lineup defensively still question marks offensive line, little thin, but overall that team is going to be able to throw the pigskin around the field and score some points. Uh, it's on the road as well. And I think that you, you should have a decent home environment for the Trojans down there in L.A. with uh, the new energy surrounding Lincoln Riley. So uh, I think the Cougs drop that one, fall to three and three. Next next week's game is a fascinating one. They go at Oregon State. And any Beaver fan will tell you that Washington State has been a thorn in their side for the past several years. Oregon State has just not been able to get over the hump against Washington State. And these are two schools, the Beavs and the Cougs, less formidable mascot matchup there. I think Cougar uh, routes the Beaver pretty easily. 
I don't think that's what's going to take place on the football field. These are two schools that are, you know, kind of seen, I think, appropriately as vying for being that number two team in the Pac-12 North because that's where they were a season ago. And the amount of talent they have returning bodes well for their ability to repeat that sort of success. I like things about both schools. I I, I do. So I'll go with the home team here because I think it's pretty darn even. And, you know, it was a tight matchup uh, a season ago. And uh, at least I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, let me, let me double check that real quick, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was, it was close and, uh, I'll, I'll go with Oregon state here in Corvallis where they uh, were undefeated a season ago. They won't have quite the, quite the home field advantage, but I, I think that it, it'll be enough to where they, uh, to where they are able to, to get the win. Sorry, I'm Googling the, um, no, 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 Washington State. Just making sure there was a close game. This is just me, like, being semi-OCD. Yeah, 31-24 uh, in Pullman. I think the Bees uh, get revenge there. Okay, we can move on from that. Next week, against Utah. And it's actually 12 days after they play Oregon State. So they have a bye, and then they play on, I think that'd be a Thursday, if my math is correct. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Thursday or Friday game against Utah at home. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for an upset. I think the Cougars will get this done. I think they can get this done because they're at home, not if they were on the road. But Utah has to lose at some point. I I mean, top to bottom, does Utah have a better overall football team? Yep, they, they do, but that's why they call them upsets. And I don't think the Utes, who I think will repeat as Pac-12 champs, don't see him doing it in undefeated fashion. I think they'll beat Florida to open up the season. But after that, I think they're going to have two losses in there. And I think one of them is going to be here to Washington State. I think they will just not, not sh- it, like it can be easy to go on the road all the way up to Pullman and not have the sort of energy or feel that you need. And I think that's what's going to happen here. And I think Washington State is a good enough team to be able to hang tough with them and win this game. I think the Cougs get their trademark win in the season at this point, And they beat the Utes, who will certainly be in the top 25 at the very least, if not in and around the top 10. And they get back to 500, go to 4-4. Four and four. That will be a big emotional win for Washington State. Which means, and I don't mean to break your hearts here, I'm just playing the hand that I'm kind of dealt here, looking at Washington State's schedule, I think they're poised for an emotional letdown the next week. You see it all the time in college football. You see it in college basketball, too. You have a big emotional win, going nuts in the locker room. It's an upset. It's awesome. It's amazing. Vibes are immaculate. And then you go on the road next week. If this were at home against Stanford, I think the Cougs would be fine. But they then have to go on the road against a Stanford team that I think will be better than they were last year when they were 3-9. and I think they'll be much closer to 500. And the other thing you have to consider here is that Washington State, a 7-5 regular season, lose the bowl game, but they get seven wins a season ago, which is a solid year for the Cougs football program, without a doubt. Their road wins last year were Cal, who finished under 500, Arizona State, who had eight wins, and that was probably their best road win of the year, maybe one of their best overall wins of the year, and Washington, who finished 4-8. So Jake Dickert has not yet shown that he can go on the road and win consistently. Now, if Stanford's way down, 
Maybe I change my mind the week before this game and say, nope, Stanford's bad again. Washington State's going to be able to go to Palo Alto, get this win. But right now, I think this is going to be a situation where Washington State goes in, hoping to get back over 500. I think the Cardinal will stop them, and they will control the clock a little bit the way that, that David Shaw likes to do. And I, I think this is a stumble for the Cougs, and they fall back under 500 to 4-5. and five. But luckily for Washington State fans, I think from there, it's straight cruising to the finish line. You go back home. Arizona State, bounce back, motivated, mad after the Stanford loss against an ASU program that is going down, 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 down and should not be very good this year. I think Wazoo will be the better team, and I think their records will be separated by one game after the regular season. This will be that game. Get back to 500. You're 5-5. Five and five. Then the next week, I think the Cougs go on the road. They go at Arizona in what can only be dubbed as the Jaden Delora revenge game. And here's how I think that plays out. I don't know personally how salty Jaden Delora is about not being at Washington State this year and whether or not he was asked to leave or wanted to leave or what. I don't know. I'm not privy to all those sorts of details, but anytime you're going up against your former team, it gives you a different emotional edge, a different sort of mentality the moment you step onto that field. Because I'll have that mindset even more so of, I want to win this game. And I think that he's going to try to do too much when he is on a team in an offensive system with Jed Fish that's not going to want him to. He'll have a turnover or two that, that Washington State's defense, I think, will be able to capitalize on. And though you want to write these stories in your head and say, oh, he's going to go up against his former team and get the win and it'll be good. Don't think that happens here. Oftentimes you want to see a, a fairy tale script like that. I don't think that that materializes for Jaden Delora. From a roster standpoint, the Cougars are also ahead of Arizona. I would feel better about this pick if the game were not in Tucson. Yeah, Tucson. I, I always got to make sure I don't screw up the T's of Arizona, Tucson and Tempe. But I still think Arizona is a developmental team, and they're not going to win a bunch of games, and I'll be getting to their uh, win-loss over-under total this week. It will not be particularly high. Let's just say I don't think they'll be a 10-game winner. Um, but I think they'll be better than they were a season ago, and they will not be last in the Pac-12, reserving that title for uh, Colorado, for those of you who didn't listen to any of the shows last week. But I think the Buffs are going 1-11 this year. Might be a long, long year in, in Boulder for, for Colorado fans, unfortunately. I never want to see it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong about Colorado and they at least get, you know, three or four wins again. And everybody's got, you know, around that number uh, by the time the season comes to an end because it's not fun to root for your team when they're really, really bad. But I just think that that's going to be the reality for, for Colorado this year. But bringing it back to Arizona. I think the Cougs are going to go down and get this win on the road. Remember who they beat a season ago on the road. Cal, ASU, Washington. Two teams that finished under 500, and Arizona State, who it cannot be trusted to put together a complete full season in which they you know, reach their maximum potential as a team under Herm Edwards, and their ceiling this year is going to be uh, quite a bit lower because most of their team left the program. Uh, they had like 20 or 30 departures. It's been uh, a tough times down in Tempe, and there have been some tough times in Tucson, and I don't think they'll get any easier this week. 
I think the Cougs get that win, and then they will return home for the final game of the regular season against Washington. And I'm sure there are Cougar fans watching or listening out there who are thinking, I don't know if we can beat Washington twice in a row. I get that. I get that. I do. There is something about that sort of almost mythical ethos of college football that you have that instinct as a fan, and it shouldn't have any bearing on the game that's going to play out on the field. But sometimes you just know, like, gosh, I don't know. That team always seems to have our number. Remember, Washington State had climbed all the way up to number eight in the national rankings at 10-1 and with Mike Leach. They were at home. Washington still beat them in the snow, which the Cougars are a little bit more used to playing in than the Huskies, but stylistically with Mike Leach's air raid, set up a little bit better for Washington to win that game, and they did. This year, the Cougars have a chance to win two in a row in the Apple Cup, which doesn't happen very often, at least not uh, in the last 10, 20 years or so. But Washington is not as talented of a roster. There is a very real potential that the Cougars' offense could be better than it was a season ago. And even if it doesn't take a step up the way they're hoping it obviously will, that's why they made the change because you thought there because they think that with Cam Ward there, their offense could improve upon what it was in 2021. At the very least, I think it will be as good. And with an offense that's as good playing at home against a Washington team that lost a couple of high round NFL draft picks and has a new head coach, that's a game that Washington won 40 to 13 last year. I think they get it done again this year. I think they win their final three and they repeat their their regular season record from a season ago, seven and five, five and four in conference play. I think they're ceiling right now. I think if they uh, if this prediction comes to fruition and they go seven and five, I think their ceiling will be a little bit higher going into 2023 or the expectations will be higher as well. But this season in 2022, with you know incorporating a new quarterback and such with a new offensive coordinator, I think the ceiling for Washington State is eight and four. I do, however, think the floor is under 500, and I say that because you're taking a little bit of a gamble with Cam Ward and moving on from a sure thing in Jaden Delora, uh, who I could not see going under 500 with that team again. Uh, or not again, but I couldn't. I could not see him going under 500 if he had returned to Washington State this year. But the Cougars, it's a little bit more a question mark. So I think the floor is under 500. I think the ceiling is closer to eight and four. I like them at seven and five, given how their schedule shapes up. And that would be the first time, going back to how I uh, started the intro to the show. That'd be the first time since 2018 that Cougar fans could look up and sit, look up and say, "Hey, look, back-to-back winning seasons." Be the first time. Appreciate everybody listening. See you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day.